My bed is a spaceship, the Globus. Chapter Two, Smash. Curtis lived in a mid-terraced house, midway between the centre of town and the countryside, in the middle part of England. He was in the middle grade, in the middle school, in middleman's manner, and he did not think that he was particularly good at anything, apart from breaking things like windows, chairs, and pencils. He lived with his mum and grandpa, as his parents had divorced when he was three. He got to see his dad and half brothers and sisters every other weekend. Curtis had extremely long legs and arms, and a scar beneath his chin. He liked to think he got the scar from being chased by a three-tailed moon monster near Jupiter. The real reason was that he had fallen out of a tree when he was six. Curtis's favorite person in the world was his grandpa. As he always seemed to see the best in Curtis, he would wink his sympathies whenever he got into trouble with his mum. He had a huge belly and wore half-moon glasses. He could spend hours and sometimes even days in the bath, so Curtis had named him Grandpa Tub. When Curtis went upstairs that night, he jumped straight into bed, which creaked loudly. He lay on his mighty motion spaceship duvet and stared at the stars, planets, and solar systems that his grandpa had painted on his ceiling. He grabbed his old furry bear, which had a huge zip down the front, and unzipping him, searched through the contents deep in his stomach, picking out a pack of jelly babies. He put ten in his mouth and tried to chew them before his jaw stuck together. Eventually, his mouth opened, and he took a huge gulp from a bottle of lemonade, and then burped loudly. <sighs> Next, he grabbed hold of his other toy, which was a huge mouth hippopotamus, whose belly was so big that he kept falling over when seated. He threw him in the air and watched as he crashed into his globe of the Earth. Do you know the names of the planets of our solar system? He asked the toy. There was no answer, and so Curtis told him. Well, Mr. Hippo, there's Mercury, Venus, then Earth, of course, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, and last of all, Neptune. Curtis then jumped off his bed and threw his dressing gown over his shoulders. He looked at himself in the mirror and pretended it was a space cape before shouting, "Captain Curtis, at your disposal!" Curtis, are you doing your homework? His mother shouted from downstairs. Um, yes, he replied, and went to his desk to do some sums. Before he started, though, he picked up his glass paperweight with a model of the moon's surface and space lander inside. He threw it into the air and watched as it reached its highest point. It stopped for a moment, as if being weightless, and then flew back into his hands. He threw his paperweight up again, but as he did this, he thought that Mr. Hippo had moved on the bed, as if he was going to catch it himself. Of course, that was impossible. But in that moment, the paperweight hit the ground, rolled out of the door along the corridor, bounced down the stairs, 
hit and smashed a plant pot by the front door before rolling down the hallway into the main room, smashing into his mum's favourite shoes, removing both high heels and then slammed into the leg of a glass table which wobbled and fell with an almighty smash! Curtis! Curtis sat so still that he could hear his own heart ticking. Tutum, tutum, tutum. His door flew open and his mum stood there glaring down at him and holding the glass paperweight. Is this yours? His mum asked. Ah, uh, no, Curtis lied. Really? Because it looks like the paperweight Grandpa bought you last year. Um, um, he replied. Well, guess what? No television or computers tonight? Curtis replied meekly. Three nights, and one for the damage and two for lying. Oh, and Curtis, anything else breaks and it'll be for a month. A month? Yes, a month. But, but... But Tuesday night is journey into space, and I have to watch it with Grandpa. Then you better not break anything else, his mother said, and then closed the door behind her.